Welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trend and Staple Podcast. This is Paul, and I'm flying solo today. But you know what? This episode really just needs me. Now, I'm not getting a little bit cocky here. There is a reason for it. So you might notice that the name of this episode is Revisited Hershey Park Happy. So we were talking about what can we do for season three? What can we do to mix it up a bit? We already have our break run talks. We have the ERTs. Well, one of the things that we wanted to talk about was revisiting parks that we did in 2017. As our second season comes to an end, we weren't going to do this until we kicked off season three. However, yesterday was my birthday and I just decided instead of going to Busch Gardens Williamsburg, which I really wanted to do, but it was a 10-hour drive, so I figured, you know what, why not go to Hershey Park, our home park, and ride all 13 roller coasters and compare and contrast. That's what we're going to do today. Pretty much in 2017 was the first time we started doing the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, and one of the first parks that we actually went to was, of course, Hershey Park. So, with this revisited series, parks that we did in 2017, we're going to revisit five years later in 2022. Some of them we've already done like Gwazi and Dorney Park and stuff like that. But we want to basically go over what has changed with the parks and the rides. In 2017, I'm going to admit it. I was a newbie when it came to coaster enthusiasm. Some rides that I liked back then, I might not like as much now and vice versa. And if we're going to start with a brand new segment, why not start off with the park that started it all, our home park, Hershey Park. In this episode, we're going to go over the changes since 2017 that occurred at Hershey Park. And then we're going to go through all the coasters. I was able to ride every coaster yesterday in less than five hours, except for Trailblazer because Trailblazer was down. I don't know. It looks like they're doing some um, more in-depth maintenance. I don't think it was, it broke down. I think it was more, they're doing something over there because it was kind of blocked off that section. Starting off since we did 2017, in 2018, Hershey Park expanded the water park and they added Breaker's Edge, which is a water coaster. Does not count in a water coaster, well, actually it counts in a water coaster count. It does not count in a roller coaster count because it doesn't roll. But they also added white cap racers. Now for the water park, this is a fantastic addition. Pretty much I love the fact that Breaker's Edge uses the old roller soaker station area, which is great because I love it when parks kind of keep parts of their history with them. And these two additions really topped off the water park. Before that, it was a long time before the water park actually got touched, so it's great to see they got some love. But you know what? There's also a couple other changes in 2018. The Play Dome, which is the original arcade in the back of the park. Well, it used to be in the back of the park. Now it's kind of in the middle of the park, right by the employee entrance and the first aid area. Well, that got totally refurbed. They added new games. They cleaned it up. They made it look a lot nicer. And then they added dispatch pizzas. There's numerous dispatch pizzas throughout the park. Uh, the three I remember right off the bat is as soon as you walk in uh, right by a Founder Circle, right by the fountain, on your left-hand side, there's a dispatch pizza. There's one all the way down the hollow, right across from Super Duper Looper, but that one I never see open. And then they have the big one, which is right uh, by the water park, uh, pretty much right across from Chickies and Pete's. So that's when the dispatch pizzas came into existence. So that was 2018. In 2019, they refurbed Reese Cup Challenge and turned it into Reese Cup Fusion. Now, with that being said, it is just a much better one of these shooter rides. If you're looking for a shooting dark ride, the old one was 
getting pretty antique. It was, you know, you had to hit the targets. Uh, the guns weren't that accurate. The new ones are all the screens, just like the Justice League, just like Toy Story Mania. And they built a whole uh, section around there. They changed uh, the ladybugs into the minty bugs. Uh, then they also have the uh, the killer bees or the buzzy bees are now uh, something to do with the mint too. So that whole area in front of uh, Reese's Cup Challenge is now all Cup Fusion. Now, the one thing I did notice was they used to have a really big gift store inside once you exit it, but that's now pretty much empty. They kind of moved that kind of stuff into the uh, front of the park by that new gift shop. Also, they added the Fast Track Unlimited system and the HP Go. Now, I have personally never done the HP Go aspect of things, but I hear a lot of positives about it. It's really just because it's my home park. I really don't need that stuff. But yesterday when I went to the park, a lot of people had them. People really enjoyed it. So in 2020, boom, the big Chocolate Town Reface. It was huge. The Andy Candemonium, which is a 200-foot hyper coaster from B&M. They uh, redesigned the entire entrance, uh, the tram circle, the way you go into the park. They moved the carousel from carousel circle right to the front of the park. And they added the gift shop that you exit through. They really spent a ton, millions upon millions and millions of dollars. And they did a great job with this. Uh, it, it refreshed the entire park. Before, let's be honest, it was the original entrance from the beginning. So you had Tudor Square and you had this narrow entrance that you you know went down this path to get into the park really did not look very modern with the cedar points and the six flags really spending money on making their entrance a lot more functional and a lot more beautiful hershey park needed to do it and they did it the only negative was we hit a pandemic so they really did not get much bang for the buck that first year Unlike a lot of places, in particular the SeaWorld parks, that held back on their big attraction, Iron Glazy and uh, Icebreaker and all these, Hershey Park plowed ahead. Their ride was ready to go, and they still launched it at that time. So I give them props for that. It probably didn't have as big of a uh, bang as it would have if we didn't have a pandemic. But I love the fact they did that. They also refreshed the Kisses Boutique. So that's a store over there by Founders Circle. It's nestled to the sides right before you get by the, caris the old Carousel Pavilion and the Founders Way. They refreshed that. And also they came up with the three season pass tiers. You now have king size, which I have. You have uh, the regular size and then you have the mini. So now you have three different tiers of season passes, which works out well. If you're somebody who goes every once in a blue moon, uh, you might just want the mini package. If you're somebody who, you know, don't really, you know, pretty much I have the king size pass, but the main reason is because I want to drink cup. Uh, when I'm there, I don't want to spend money on that. Now, 2021 didn't really do much. They did a couple little things there. They finished what they started in 2020. They opened the Chocolatier, which is a high-end uh, restaurant Finally, Hershey has something like that where you can go there and you can get martinis and you can get food. And it, it just, instead of having a typical food court food, the chocolatier is a little pricey, but that was now open and I highly recommend it. I've been there three or four times. Great menu, great food, fantastic experience. They also opened the Sweetier, which is down there by the gift shop where you can get fudge, you can get cookies, you can get any kind of chocolate baked good. And last but not least, they open Milton's uh, ice cream parlor. So right next to the sweet tier, you can get ice cream, you can get milkshakes, you can get all those kind of things. So those all open in 2021. Now that's not all that opened in 2021. They also opened the Pepsi Pop 
uh, star. Now this is over there by the triple towers. It's uh, pretty much it's a great little facade. It's connected to one of the original buildings that has the arcade, and it's pretty much right upstairs from the um, the overlook. And what this is is a 3D motion capture kind of videoki type thing that they had videoki Mr. B's. It was over there by the music box theater. They closed that down. They opened this up. I have never seen this going. So they said it opened in 2021. The facade looks amazing. It really stands out there. But every time I go by there, there's no activity. I don't even know if it's open. So if you know it's open, let me know. Uh, let me know if you experienced it. I'd love to find out in the comments what your thoughts were on this. But the Pepsi uh, pop star, I've actually never seen happen. So hopefully they get it all worked out and it's operational soon. And if it's not operational soon, they use that space for something more productive. And then in 2022, this year, they opened up the Jolly Rancher rides. They opened up Jolly Rancher Remix, which is basically Sidewinder. They uh, painted it. They added music. They added scents. They added a tunnel, uh, new trains, new restraints. They totally rehashed the uh, boomerang. It looks fantastic. And they also added a flat ride right in there called uh, Mixed Flavored by Jolly Rancher. So that is what has happened since we first did the one two five roller coaster challenge what's going on with the coasters well yesterday was my birthday i'm old but you know what i was still able to go on every roller coaster yesterday in under five hours and i was pretty much uh the only ride i wasn't able to get on was trailblazer because it was down so i'm going to go through the order that i went there's no scientific method on why I did what I did. I kept an eye on lines. I jumped to where I needed to jump to to get them as quickly as possible. So the first one I did, believe it or not, was Super Duper Looper. Now, Super Duper Looper, when we started this, was my 76th favorite coaster. So it wasn't that high up there. And over the years, it slowly moved up, moved back, moved up, moved back. Last year, it was actually ranked 69th. Now, Compared to 2017, this is a 120% improvement over what it was. So they added new trains. They uh, basically worked on the braking system. They, they repainted it. Even this year, they made the uh, loop white. Uh, you have the orange trains, dark blue, and then the white loop now. But in the past, especially in 2017, I remember that when you were done with the ride, you would really slam into the brakes. Those brakes were some of the worst brakes that I have ever dealt with. You were flying, everything was great, and then you would slam into those brakes. Well, that problem's gone. Uh, every once in a while, I was a little jerky, particularly in the ride I had yesterday. It did kind of, uh, when we get, went to the station, we didn't smooth into the station. We kind of you know, stuttered a little bit going in. But all in all, you don't have to grab on for dear life now when the ride ends. It is a very smooth braking. Also, whatever they're doing with the trains and whatever they're doing with the track, this thing was incredibly smooth. Uh, there was no rattle, no anything. For a ride as old as Super Duper Looper, it is fantastic to see how much tender love and care Hershey Park gives to Super Duper Looper. It's going to be around for another 20, 30 years because they are maintaining this old Schwarzkopf to perfection. I could not ask for a better one. So compared to our first year to now, it's moved up in my rankings. It is definitely a better ride than it was in 2017, and that's all because of the love that Hershey Park gave it. So right from there, I already have the walker. I jumped across over to Skyrush. What can you say about Skyrush, you know? One of the most intense roller coasters you're going to ride. And of course, I waited for what I like to call the death seat, the second row all the way to the far right. Originally in 2017, it was my 30th favorite coaster. Last year, it, it juggled back and forth over the years, but it stayed at 26. And you know what? 
fantastic ride. Really, the only change over the last five years is we all know it's called Thigh Crush for a reason. And they kind of fixed that problem because now when you go on the brake run, restraints pop a little bit there to relieve the pressure. They don't fly all the way up. They just release a little bit there so it's not holding on to your legs as tight. But ride-wise, this baby was flying. Uh, we went up the hill, went flying, ejector air all over the place. Skyrush is running fantastic. Now, is it a significant jump like it was in uh, for Super Duper Looper? No, it's kind of staying the same. Um, but it was a great ride to begin with. It's still a great ride. Very impressed. So after that, I went to go to do Comet. But as we all know, in the morning, Comet is very busy because it has a low uh, height requirement. So you get a lot of kids that go on Comet, which is great. It's a fantastic starter coaster for these kids. But at that point, I was like, I'm not going to go into Comet's line. I went up the hill and I went to one of the bigger lines of the day, Great Bear. And why is this one of the bigger rides? Well, you know what? They're running two trains. They're running fantastic. It's just such a popular ride. Probably about a 20-minute wait, which um, I was hoping that yesterday would be a dead day because the weather was off and on. Really, it was packed and uh, great for Hershey. Now, Great Bear started out 28th in 2017. One of my favorite B&Ms. Never going to say anything bad about Great Bear. But it did drop down to 51st last year. And the reason is because I have learned and rode a few more inverts that I tend to like a little bit better. So even though the ride experience is fantastic, smooth, no issues on anything, the restraints were great, everything was great, the reason why I dropped into rankings was mainly because of rides like Montu and Banshee, who have basically displaced uh, Great Bear in my favorite inverts. Still right outside the top 50, highly recommend it. And really, there's no other ride like Great Bear because it's such a unique, the way it goes through the terrain, flying through the hollows, uh, Great Bear, there's nothing else like it. So you you got to experience Great Bear. It's just one of the best rides at Hershey Park, highly recommend it. So from there, I went down over to go check out the uh, Trailblazer, found out it was closed, saw them doing some, I, I saw it on the track, so I was a little hopeful, so I figured I'd come back around, and I went right up to the top there, I went right to Storm Runner. Now, Storm Runner, this one in 2017 did not get as much love as it does now. It was th- ranked 36. Last year, it was number 18. I really got to appreciate this about two or three years ago when we went to a... Um, Hershey Park season pass night and it was a rainy night so nobody was there and I got the marathon uh, Storm Runner. What I love about Storm Runner yesterday was they actually had both sides both trains going so your your dispatchers were really quick not much of a line mainly be, not because of lack of love but mainly because of lack of delays. It was one was going after the other. Uh, everything's working too you, you know after a while some things kind of you know get ready here we go you know, that might have broken. That might not have done what they do, but everything's working great. Uh, the only negative with this entire ride is the fact that it is so short, but to me, it's still the most intense launch that I have ever encountered. I haven't done Accelerator over on the West Coast yet, and there's a few other ones I haven't done, but intensity-wise, I think it's more intense than King to Ka, Top Throw Dragster. Yes, they're faster, but this one accelerates so quickly in such a small area, and you fly. You get great airtime on that top hat. Like I said, the ride experience is still pretty much the same. It's been going up in my rankings because the more I ride it, the more I love that snake dive, the more I just love this ride all around. The next one I did, I went to Jolly uh, Jolly Rancher uh, Remix, but the line was big, so I ran right across 
Also, the weather was touch and go, so I wanted to get the tall rides done quick, so I ran right to Fahrenheit. So Fahrenheit pretty much started out at number 39 in 2017, and then uh, it, it stayed around 45 last year, but that's going to change. So two things about Fahrenheit. So first of all, I don't know if you know this, I'm a huge proponent of the relief band. So in the past, I was always nervous about Fahrenheit and some of the spinning rides because I would get nauseous. Or here I had the relief band, I popped it on four. Nausea was not a problem whatsoever. What was a problem was this ride was surprisingly rough. It had a B&M rattle like Kumba did a couple years ago for me. And it's an intimate. I don't, I even talked to the ride attendant. He said, yeah, it's running rough today. I don't know if it's because it was humid or something like that. They painted it. It looks great, but it was really rough. I can honestly say it was probably the roughest ride I had in a while, pretty much since that Kumba Kumba night. And this thing was rattling a lot more than I've ever seen anything rattle before. So let me know in the comments, are you dealing with that with Fahrenheit or I just come on a bad day? But Fahrenheit's definitely going to be dropping down my list, mainly because it was a pretty rough ride. Went down the midway. I had to go check out the cat. Now, the cat holds a wildcat we're talking about, holds a special place in my heart because when we started the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, Wildcat was my favorite ride. And that was five years ago. We made it our number one, our first ever roller coaster when we started this was Wildcat. And that year, after riding you know, 125, 130 other coasters, it was in the middle of the pack, number 60. Well, it dropped down to 141 last year, and this pains me to say, but I'm so glad that it looks like Wildcat's going to be disappearing because the it's really, the structure looks really bad. Now, of course, you see the blue dots everywhere, so you know they're going to do something with it. More than likely, it's going to be RMC'd, which is going to be amazing. Thank you, Hershey, if this is true. If you're going to tighten track it and keep it, uh, that's going to be a huge letdown for me just because of the fact that it is so rough right now and it is unbearable for me. I would rather have it RMC'd or I want you to tear it down. What is up there right now is not the ride I fell in love with five years ago, 10 years ago. It is disintegrating before our eyes. You look at the wood. I I posted photos on Instagram. Even the wood, uh, they're not really taking great care of it and probably because they're going to RMC it, it just doesn't look good. All in all, like I said, RMC it or tear it down and put something else there. Leaving it the way it is right now or even tightening tracking it, you're basically just putting a Band-Aid on a gusher. You really need to RMC it and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen. After Wildcat, I walked across to Wild Mouse and this one was 168 uh, in 2017, 219 it's a typical mouse but the one thing about this is there's no trims on the top they're there they're there you're going over it but they don't use them and this one is still one of the craziest mouse rides I've ever had now if I was a connoisseur of mice this would probably be one of my favorite rides but I hate the switchbacks and the fact that we whip across those so it just does not feel safe to me and I know I'm probably being a little dramatic to me it doesn't seem safe I would love one of the trims to kick on the top they do kick them down in the middle part all in all if you like an out of control feeling in a ride this wild mouse is for you uh, after that walked all the way out to um, do some stuff over at the water park some filming then I went on lightning racer and I actually did lightning and thunder basically in 2017 they were both number 44 now i kind of split them out uh one uh thunder was 109 and uh lightning is 110 but you know what that's going to change 
this year. There is going to be a gap between Thunder and Lightning when we do our rankings in 2022, mainly because I don't know if it's just me, but Lightning just felt like so much rougher. And I noticed that every one Thunder won uh, when I was there. And I'm wondering if that's because of the roughness of Lightning, but you expect them to be somewhat even, especially, you know, considering these two coasters, you know, pretty much are side by side and, you know, they get repaired around the same. Thunder felt so much smoother than Lightning. Lightning just seemed a lot jankier, a lot more vibrations. Yet again, in the comments, let me know if you're feeling this too, uh, because I really felt a difference between Thunder and Lightning, so much so that I'm guaranteed I'm going to put Thunder way ahead in the rankings and Lightning. That was my take on that. Love to hear what you think. After that, I went over to Laugh Track. Now, Laugh Track by far had the longest line. It was almost an hour to get on this thing. I almost always avoid this ride for two reasons. First of all, the line. Somehow, a continuously loading mouse has a slower dispatch than any other ride. You know, pretty much they have the same system that the Wild Mouse has. It seems to just take forever for these dispatches to go out with the laugh track. And second of all, it is a spinning ride. It was the last time I rode this was when I got physically sick. I pumped up the relief band up to a five, and this relief band definitely works because I didn't feel anything. We were spinning like we usually do and sliding backwards. And anybody who's ever done this knows that it's kind of disorienting uh, laugh track. I felt great. So once again, shout out to Relief Band. If you want to pay me, great. But either way, your product works fantastic. Uh, Originally, this was 96. Last year was 171 because I almost got sick. Uh, It might go up slightly. Uh, The experience, the change of the experience on this ride had nothing to do with the ride. It had to do with the fact that I did not have to take Dramamine and hope I didn't get sick. I was good. Now, after that, I walked by, went to Jolly Rancher Remix, saw a big line again. I was like, okay, you know what? Let me go check on Trailblazer. Trailblazer still closed, so then I took the scenic path right to Comet, and I jumped right on Comet. Now, Comet in 2017 was 54th and 53rd last year, so it's been holding its own. And I got to say, you know what? This is a consistent ride. It is a good ride. It is a solid ride. It is a fun ride. Is it a top classic? You don't get the airtime like on Phoenix, but you know what? This is for a classic wooden coaster. Hershey Park, yet again, knocks it out of the park, which is also why I'm so surprised how bad Wildcat is because it seems like every one of their other rides, top-notch maintenance. But the Comet... Saw it, didn't go up, didn't go down. It is the most consistent A-minus player there is. And after that, I went up the hill over by Music Box and I jumped on Coco Cruiser. Coco Cruiser first year was 196. It was 269 last year, you know, closing in on you know 350 coasters. So you understand why it's so low. It's a solid kids ride. It's a great attraction for the kids. Uh, if I'm trying to get my kids into roller coasters, I'm probably skipping that, going right to Trailblazer. Coco Cruiser, not positive, not negative just really solid. After that, I finally went to Jolly Rancher Remix, uh, the old Sidewinder, and I got in the line. Eh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, you gotta remember, it's only ever gonna be one train dispatch, but they move along pretty good. They have some catchy music. They got the Jolly Rancher guy around there. They're really hyping it up. Now, the Sidewinder was 175th. Last year was 195. This is gonna go way up. Yet again, I was someone who consistently kept saying what they did was put lipstick on a pig, and I can honestly say I have to eat those words because because the theming, new trains with the new restraints, the new braking system I put in a few years ago, the entire new retheming is a home run. Grand slam. I'm going to say grand slam. Uh, this time I got raspberry 
And I just love the fact that they were able to take a boomerang that was sitting there rotting. Nobody was ever on this thing. Half the time it was closed last year to now being a really good attraction highlighting that section now. Uh, not really Pioneer Frontier anymore. I call it like Jolly Rancher Universe or whatever. I cannot say enough about this. It is a great ride. Now, the one thing I did notice with the relief band is when I'm flying up that second spike, when you stop to start going up there, I still get disoriented. So I don't know if it's something to do with the sudden stop and then the jerkingness as you go up the second spike. But I do feel a little queasy with that. And I had it on four, so I might have to up to the five or six uh, knowing that now. But love the theming. Love the fact that you don't really know what um, flavor you're going to get. All in all, Hershey Park knocked it out of the park. This ride is definitely going to be streaming up. Is it a top 100 ride? Probably not, but definitely a top 150. Really impressed with that. And then after that, I had to go to the new boy, Candymonium, who um, when it opened in 2020 was 28th, now it's 22nd. The more I ride Candymonium, the more I realize this is just a really good, solid ride. Do I wish it was more like Mako? Of course. Do I wish it was more like Goliath over at Six Flags Over Georgia? Of course. But this is a simple layout, but it is filled with floater air. And if you're in row uh, three or five, your butt does not touch the seat the entire time after the first drop. It's just a really great ride. And the more I ride, the more I appreciate it. And it, it might go up. It's going to be tough because there's going to be a lot of new rides coming in this year and that are going to displace it, but it's a solid ride. And then, of course, I wasn't able to ride it this time, but it's Trailblazer. It was 89th the first year, 131. This was a steel coaster. This was an original ride when they did the um, redesigning of Hershey Park when they you know, did the front gate and everything like that in the 70s. And you know what? It went from being a top thrill attraction to one of the best family attractions at the park. Don't know how it's riding right now. I know they're doing a lot of different things to it, so hopefully they don't mess it up too much and Trailblazer's there. So Hershey Park is growing and changing. Look at all the things that just happened in the last five years. Already for next year, they're hinting at a haunted Hershey attraction. If you're familiar with Hershey, it was mostly Hershey Park in the Dark, which was family friendly. Uh, it seems like now they're going to go a little bit more on the scare, which is kind of funny because a lot of the other chains are actually going away from the scares because of the problems with it. And then, of course, they're hinting something going on with Wildcat. A lot of people are putting into the uh, advertising that it's going to be RMC Wildcat. I believe it's going to be RMC Wildcat, but I think of it because of the blue dots on the structure. That seems to be a signature thing that RMC does when they're looking at things to go uh, take down stuff. Already next year, you got two new things coming there. Hershey every year is growing, changing. They've hit a lot of home runs in the last few years. You know, refreshing uh, Cup Fusion, of course, the new entrance, Candymonium. Even this year, basically what they did with Sidewinder and that area, they've been doing the last five years have been nothing but home runs so next episode is going to be on tuesday it's on the history of maurice piers it's going to be called doo-wop of course so that one's going to be a little bit long because there's a long history and there's a lot of stuff i want to talk about with maurice piers on youtube new this week we have explore the um, kissing hill area we also have uh there's a new themed roller coaster at great adventure and i actually go through the storyboards because uh, there's really no line so you really don't get a chance to so instead of reading them all yourself 
go onto our YouTube channel, check it out there. Coming up this weekend, we're going to have uh, stuff on Hershey Park, Knobles, Dorney Park, and I'm hoping to visit Clementon Park and Jenkinson's Boardwalk in the next week, so hopefully then you're going to get some full walkthroughs on that. Uh, remember to follow us on our social medias. Let's get social. 125 Roller Coaster on Facebook, Instagram, and Rumble. 125 Roller Coast on Twitter. And of course, you can look us up on YouTube, 125 Roller Coaster Challenge. Remember to like and subscribe if you like our videos. Uh, as of today, we're at 88,000 views and 275, 200, actually 278 uh, subscribers. So that keeps going up there. So we greatly appreciate it. Once again, I'm Paul, and we're going to see you in the queue in 2022. Yeah.